you are far away from each other. It's easy to talk about your day. What did you do today? Where sure. did you go? Those are good things to share, but they don't develop the relationship in terms of where are we going together? What do we want to do? Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, how do you have a healthy long-distance relationship? Yeah, in the days of the world right now, that's actually becoming more common. So how do you do a good one? Let's figure that out. All righty. Here we go. You have a question that someone sent us. Yes. So this is from a couple who are in the military. Both are in the military. Yes. Active duty military. So in the 14 months or so that they've been married, they've only been able to see each other. Well, read the email. Just read it out. Well, it's a long one, but. That's okay. Let's see. My husband and I are both active duty military. And in the past 14 months or so that we've been married, we've only seen each other for maybe a total of four months. We spend a lot of time away from each other with limited communications, but your podcasts have helped us work on our marriage from afar, identify areas of concern and growth, and make us feel closer. Thank you for putting that. That's that's lovely to hear. Um, From the bottom of my heart, thank you. You're making a difference. If you can offer any advice for married couples doing a long-distance relationship, um, that would be much appreciative. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a good question. Yeah. It's a very good question. And we're glad to hear that people are working on their relationship long term. They want to do it well and they're trying to find the tools and resources to make that happen. Our our podcast just happens to be one of those tools. We appreciate the work you're doing in the military and the service yes, that you're, thank you you're for providing. Your service, that. For sure. We have a kiddo in the military, so we appreciate and understand the sacrifice and the cost that comes with some of that. Yeah. Um, And military can make marriage hard. There's just that practicality. And a lot of people don't know why. Can we tell you why? Do you want to know why? I want to know why. Why? I want to know what you're thinking. Yes. Military has one primary purpose. The deepest, deepest primary purpose of the military That is to take a group of people, to make them work together as one, and to not let emotions hinder decisions that need to be made under stress. So when you're in the military, they don't care about your feelings. They don't care, do you want to do push-ups? Do you want to to do this training? Do you want this assignment? They need you to do that assignment. They need you to get the job done and put your feelings on the back burner. And this is why I am not in the military. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And there is a time and a place for that. That's yes, not that's, actually a bad thing. You don't no, want a bunch important. of you don't want a bunch of people running out on the battlefield going, "Time out, time out. You're hurting my feelings. Let's talk about it." Right. In a in a stressful situation, you need to know that the people on either side of you are going to get the job done and not not have their emotions or their subjective feelings get in the way of getting the job done. Right. And so the military works really hard at training men and women how to put their feelings aside and get an important task done. Yes. Again, it's a wonderful skill to have unless you use it in the wrong context. 
So many military bring that same mentality into their civilian relationships, their husband and wife relationships, their married life, their family life. And so when other people in their family are having feelings, are complaining or sharing discouraging situations, oftentimes someone in the military who's not aware of this kind of training and this approach to life that they've kind of been indoctrinated into sees that person as weaker, sees that person as not as tough, you know, just suck it up, Nancy, and, and get right. the job done. That's, this is Feelings where, aren't that important. Yeah. It's kind of like the typical military father. Yeah. I said it, you, you do, do it, it, that's how it is. Exactly. No ifs, ands, or buts. I don't care what your opinion is. I don't care what your feeling is. Just get the job done and I'm the dad and you just obey me. Just like a military hierarchy yes. is supposed to happen. That is very detrimental in human relationships. In a marriage relationship, when you bring that mentality into it, again, feelings aren't important. Just get the task done. When you bring that mentality into a relationship, you end up invalidating, hurting, discouraging, demonstrating you don't care about the other person. And it causes lots and lots and lots of problems in a relationship. Now, military is not the only industry or organization that does this. I call it first responders. Yes. So EMTs, doctors, nurses, nurses, ambulance drivers, police, fire, all of these people are in occupations that have crisis as part of their daily job. And they have to learn how to compartmentalize their emotions, put them on the back burner so that they can cut the person out of the car in the middle of the intersection to save their life. And they can't have their emotions clouding their judgment. Right. So they have to compartmentalize their lives. And that's why there's an incredibly high divorce rate amongst first responders, doctors, nurses, police, fire, uh, medical. There's a high divorce rate because those individuals don't understand that this one skill while you're on the job, compartmentalization and putting your feelings on the back burner is a good thing in that context. But when you come home, you have to be able to be aware of feelings and the emotions and the experiences of the other person and take the time and energy to deal with those. Sometimes that feels inconvenient. Sometimes that feels like a waste of time. Sometimes that feels like you're not being very productive. Right. You are being incredibly productive at building relationship, at creating intimacy, at making vulnerability safe and appropriate. That is building the relationship. Those are the intangible rewards and skills that you have to master if you're going to get good at this thing called marriage relationship. So as we are talking to this young couple who are both in the military and they're both kind of getting this messaging, first thing is to be aware of it going, okay, there's a time and a place for it, right? but we want to be on guard and we don't bring that into our personal relationship. We want to make sure that we can listen and hear and validate the feelings and experiences of each other when we're not on duty, when yes. we're in married mindset, not military mindset. That would be the first thing I would have this couple be aware of. And they might be able to look back on their time together going, oh, yeah, I can see how this fight we had or this thing. One or both of us was in that mindset right. of just task done and not listening to each other's feelings. So... That's one component of this. The second component is just the distance. They're far away from each other, stationed apart from each other, and they haven't spent much time with each other. 
that can be hard on a relationship, whether it's because of military duty or business issues, or we actually have some friends who, um, his wife lives in another country and can't get a visa yet to come into the United States. And so he chooses to live in Mexico with her, but he has to come up to America and do do some stuff and business-wise, and that time away can be hard. So what is the things that needs to happen so that a marriage can stay as healthy as possible when you are separated? You want to know the answers? Yeah. Or do you have some ideas? I have some ideas, but I want to hear yours first. I want to hear yours first. I like your ideas. So I've been talking for a while. You have been. So one of the things that, that it's just a small little thing, and I don't know, sometimes with military, you don't always have access to being able to um, talk to each other on a daily basis right. or even messaging. But, right. you know, we have something called fondness and admiration. Yes. Um series or yeah email series that that we like to do and basically basically there's you get an is it an email text no it's an email email? it's an email email, that's right yeah so we you get an email every day for a month i think we actually have two of them now but it's just a prompt of asking questions about um things like what was your favorite date that you had yeah. with your spouse before you got married? Text yeah. them that that answer. Yeah. And um, lots of different questions. And and being far apart, having those questions and prompts. Yes. Or things that you send to your to your spouse. Yes. Every day. Yes. If you can, um, is just helps to keep you connected. Yes. Uh, both emotionally, memorally, memorally. Memorally. I just made up a word. <laughs> Memorally, everybody. Memorally. <laughs> say that okay. five times fast. Anyway, memories. I, yeah, I think is what you're trying to say. No. Memorally. Yeah. What does that like, word mean? Like. I don't know what that's a shamanism. Memory, member, remembering. I don't memory remembering is memorally. <laughs> I hope someone's writing these down. Oh my gosh. Okay, keep going. Anyway. I know when you and I were dating, mm-hmm. we spent a year mm-hmm. apart. Yeah. Or when we were even just first yeah. getting to know each Six other. Months, yeah. And back then, there weren't cell phones. No. There wasn't computers that you could just email each other on. Maybe we had computers. No, we're we not didn't. that old. No, there weren't. We didn't have email. No, no we didn't have email, but. I think we. Might I didn't have, have a computer at, in my dorm room at all. No, but we had know. to sit next to the wall because the phone was connected to the wall, and this thing called a cord that right. got all tangled up. You had to sit in the same place and talk, and you had to actually wait in your room if you wanted to receive a phone call. Right. You couldn't be out and about. Right. But this what, is like the dark ages the dark of ages. dating. That's when you and I met. Yes, but what I was going to say is that we wrote letters to each other. Actual letters on paper, stationary with ink and pins and these things called stamps. And you had to, it was a pain in the butt. You had to put it in an envelope. (laughs) My word, we are not here making us sound like you had to walk (laughs) six miles through the snow, fighting off bears and wildlife to put it in a little slot in a wall and magically it would be sent across country to the girl that you had a crush on. What a pain in the butt. How the heck did we even get married? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure I won that. That's a lot of obstacles to get over to just date. I'm just going to sidetrack Bunny Trail for a second. Okay. I I win that whole letter writing thing because I took a roll of toilet paper and I wrote a letter to him across the bottom of 
the whole roll of toilet paper and, and then re-rolled it. And then I re-rolled it back up. Yeah. Took me a while to read it too, because you know, I only needed you know, a certain <laughs> set of those each day. So <laughs> that's a little TMI. Okay. Let's anyway, get back to so you're talking so my, about the fondness and admiration yes, series. Yes. Can I give a little details for the people if they yeah. want that? You can go to securemarriage.com forward slash F A. F as in Frank, A as in Adam, or fondness and admiration. Securemarriage.com slash FA. And all you do is you just put your name and email in, and you're going to get one sentence email every day with a prompt. In the next five minutes, text your spouse, like Shannon said, something that you remember about your favorite date. Text that to your spouse. Do not hit reply to the email because that comes to Shannon and I, and we don't want to know about how cute you think your husband's booty was, you know, back in the day. Right. We've gotten We've that email, by the way. Okay, so that's why quite we're... Quite a few of them. So this is a texting prompt, but it comes through email. We should come up with how to te- get a, in a text version of it. But it is, it's an amazing series. We actually yeah. have 60 of these. So yes. you actually do it for two months and you get a prompt every day. And we've had people... Several people email us back going, can we do it again? Because this has just been so transformative and so helpful in our marriage. It just, it connects us in this really simple way. And when both of you sign up for it, um, now you can kind of send the same, you're doing the same thing back and forth to each other. And it gets you connected and you don't have to be in the same room. It's really an awesome idea. And and for maybe this couple, I, I know that when Joseph was on deployment or different things, he didn't always have access to text yeah. and he didn't always have access yeah. to his email. Yeah. And so you may get these emails yep. and not be able to do them every day or send them every yep. day. You can do them every day yep. and then send them when you, when can, you can. And then you just get flooded yeah. with a bunch yeah. of of stuff and that would be amazing yeah that's a brilliant idea honey this is something that even if you're living under the same roof you know you're out and about all day because you're both at work or you know you just you're not with each other 24 hours a day this builds that fondness and admiration it makes you like your spouse you become friends with them not just spouses with them yes it's an incredibly powerful tool we've enjoyed when we've We've done it loved it yeah I am going to kind of work on the back end of this because right now, if you do it one time, you can't repeat it. And so I'm actually going to move it to a different mail provider. And that one you actually can repeat, I think. We'll have to confirm, but yes. I think you can. So that will be good because we've had many several people, people ask. ask so yes. we'll we'll send it to them. But we'd love to have more people sign up for it. Um, and again, you don't have to worry about the back end of stuff. We'll let our technical minions do some of those things and make this work for us. And you'll still get all the things that you want. So. What other ideas do you have? That's a brilliant that, that one. That was the, the big one. What? That's what? a huge one. Yeah. I like it. The other thing is that if you are far away from each other, you have to do more than talk about maintenance talk. It's easy to talk about your day. What did you do today? Where sure. did you go? What did the commanding officer say? What's the task you've been doing? Those are good things to share, but they don't develop the relationship in terms of where are we going together? What do we want to do? What is our hopes and dreams? What was the hardest part of your day? That's a good one. Emotionally, why was that hard? When so-and-so treated you this way, why did you respond this way? Tell me more about that. I want to get to know you. You get to study each other from a distance, but these conversations become 
intimacy conversations. And so you're actually getting to know about each other better, even though you're not in the same room or the same zip code with each other. Right. That's interesting. Um, you said you get to know each other more deep intimacy. Yeah. How did you word that? I don't yeah. remember. But it just made me think sometimes it is actually easier to have that intimacy with someone from a yeah. distance. Yeah, it is. I think that's part of why our relationship started out so well, because we were writing from a distance. We were able to say things that are a little harder to say face to face and talk about our hopes and dreams and things like that, where you might not say that face to face because you are a little worried about how someone's going to respond. And so I think that there's on that end, there can be some very good intimacy that develops. Yeah emotional yeah. connection that develops. Yeah. Again, you are becoming a student of your spouse. It's You can always be a student of your spouse, but it's it's easy to do that even when you're far away, when you're kind of yeah. distant from each other in the questions that you ask and the conversations that you have. Um, and again, you're getting beyond the, the maintenance talk and into the meaningful talk, right. the motivation talk. Why was this so hard for you? What do you hope that you can do in the last 60 days that you're there? Uh, How do you want to influence this person over here? Why do you want to do that? What would that do? Those more meaningful things. Um, That would be something that this couple can do um, with each other. Have regular points of contact and conversations. So if you can text each other, you're texting each other warm things to each other. So yesterday I texted you a kissy face emoji. Right. And then a a gif of two people kissing. No context around that. No words, no nothing maintenance talk around that. Just, Hey, I'm thinking about you and here's a little smoochy, smoochy face. And I sent it and you send me back, you know, 16 of them. It's awesome. I like it. (laughs) Um, Uh, Those are the little things that you can do, which just convey to your spouse, I'm thinking Thinking about about you. you. I have fond, warm, fuzzy thoughts towards you. And I want you to know about that right here in the here and now. Yes. Um, If you get those things and you're going, oh, man, here it is again. Now I got to text back and I don't want to text back right now. And that feels like an obligation. Then there's other things going on. Then you need to go, Okay, how do we text enough of these, but not overwhelming each other of these? We don't want there to be a covert contract where I text you something with the expectation prompting you to text me something. You're not trying to manipulate the other person. Um, but those things can be really, really helpful. Um, having a regular at the same time every day. So you don't get to come home to each other in the same zip code, um, but you can come home to each other and have the conversation on the phone every night or whatever time it is during the day. It's like, oh, it's two o'clock. It's time to make the call. And you get to just check in with each other and say hi and, and how you're doing that. And you, you defend that time frame religiously. You don't let anything get in the way of that. Even when your buddies want to go out and, you know, do something or again, short of orders. Right. Exactly. You are now, you know, ordered to be somewhere else. You let the other person know, sorry, you know, the commander is saying I can't do this. And that obviously trumps because you got to follow orders. But as many times as you can, you, you guard and protect that time so that you are connecting in some way. The benefits of being in person. Let's actually talk about that really quick and then we'll be done. Benefits of being in person is usually the nonverbal communication. You yes. get to see their facial reactions. You get to have sexual intimacy and physical proximity and com- uh, uh, touch and comfort 
and that's offered non-verbally rather than verbally. Right. You don't get to you don't get to provide that as much when you are far away. But when you are together, you make sure that you guard those times and you you are conveying as much of that, not just sexual energy, but connective energy. You know, if you guys are separated for a long time, when you come back together and you're just newly married, you're probably going to have some sex. That's just normal. That's healthy <laughs> and good and appropriate. But there also needs to be the non-sexual touch, the non the non-sexual comfort, and just being close to each other and holding hands and gazing into each other's eyes. I was going to say giving each other googly eyes. Yes, all those other things. Those are also very important, and you need to have the healthy balance of those things so that your spouse knows, uh, I love you, not just sexually, not just your body, but I love you as a person. Yes. Those are some of the things that I would suggest for this couple in the military and for anyone else who's kind of far away. You have to actually be more intentional about guarding your time and being intentional about the communication you're doing with each other. That's yep. kind of the... the. Anyway, if you want to do the Fondness and Admiration series, uh, a lot of people have said they've really, really loved it. Um, securemarriage.com forward slash F-A, as in Fondness and Admiration. F-A, just two letters next to each other, lowercase. Uh, that will get you to the fondness and admiration series. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to click on it that way as well. Test it out, try it out, and then let us know how it works. Just hit a reply to one of those emails and it will actually come to us and say, this is great, we love this, or this is helpful, or, you know, hey, we'd love to do this again, or whatever it is. We want to build tools that actually get used and make marriages better. Right. We know that this is one of the things that make marriage better. So check it out, try it out, and let us know how it goes. Yeah. Sound good? Sounds great. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. All righty. See you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe... That's all, folks. (laughs) Yes, I'm married to Porky Pig. Take two. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. That was funny.